Hello, thanks for listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. This is Adam Rosen, your host. I'm a fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon who specializes in joint replacement. In these episodes, I'm going to share with you a lot of my tips and tricks and review classic articles and current implant designs. Thanks for tuning in and on with the show. Hello, welcome back. This is Adam Rosen. You're listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Uh, So, you know, if you've been listening, again, Total Knee, right? But uh, past few episodes have been a lot more about classifications uh, revolving around the hip. So we're going to jump a little bit uh, further down the leg to the knee, and I'm going to go over the the Anderson classification for bony defects, sort of analogous to the Paprosky classification with regards to hip. Um, So, you know, again, before we get started, um, please, if you've just uh, found this podcast, uh, thanks for tuning in. And please subscribe. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, leave a review that really helps other people like you that are looking for this information, find it. Um, And again, people have asked before, like how I got started and where am I doing my hosting? Again, that's done through Buzzsprout. They've been really helpful. Um, Even I'm thinking about at the end of this sort of sequence of classifications, what I'd like to do is actually start doing some more um, interviews with um, some of my colleagues and other orthopedic surgeons um, around the country. So Buzzsprout's great with that because they have a bunch of videos that's actually really helped me start to delve into what other equipment um, I need to make sure that I get good sound quality when I'm doing these one-on-one interviews, especially now, you know, with COVID being able to maintain distance across the table um, from someone so we can actually have a conversation and still maintain our social distancing. Uh, So without further ado, let's jump into it. So um, the AORI um, classification, um, this was classified and described um, a couple different times. So um, Ang uh, first um, wrote about this back 1997. Um, It was titled A Classification of Bone Defects in the book Revision and the Arthroplasty. If you do have it, great. Um, It's page 63 to 120. Uh, And then also has um, classification with uh, Dr. Eng and Dr. Amin, um, this was the classification and pre-op radiographic evaluations. This was published in OrthoClinics of North America in 1998, um, an April um, edition. Um, and again, um, in classification and al- alternatives for reconstruction, this was an instructional course lecture review um, article back in 1999. And again, I'll put all of those um all of those in the show notes. So if you want to go back and PubMed those and read the articles yourselves, that would be great. And, you know, just as a little aside, it was when I was doing my fellowship, um, it was actually a great um, experience that I was off, uh, able um, to take part in. It was offered, it was done um, through Depew. And what they actually did that year was offered um, all of the total joint fellows. And I think they do some something similar now. I think it's been modified, obviously, with COVID and things like that. But, um, what they did is they were actually able to fly all of us out. Um, we were able to um, get to meet Dr. Ng and the rest of the gang there at the Anderson Orthopedic Research Institute. A um, bunch of lectures that were given to all of those fellows. Uh, and then we were able to watch a bunch of live surgery. Um, so it was a really good experience. And it was neat too because, you know, it was people that were going through fellowship at the same time that I was. And, you know, these are people that I've run into at other meetings over the years, even though we did our trainings, you know, different institutions and practice in different parts um, of the area. So, you know, really, really great and interesting sort of um, educational thing that I was able to take part in uh, 16 years ago now, 2005. Um, So 
without further ado, um, let's get into this. So when we talk about this, we talk about types, uh, one, two, and three, and two is broken into two subgroups, A and B. Um, and we talk about types as a whole, um, but also when you define them, you can define it as a type one would be a T1 or F1, depending on you know where the big uh, defect is. So if we talk about type one, whether or not we're talking about femur, tibia, the way that this is looked at is, you know, we're looking at m- minimal bone defects. Um, the metaphysis is intact. Um, there's, you know, really no issues with the stability of the implant. And, you know, also all of your collaterals and things like that are all intact. So that's your type one. So that's your, if you're lucky, revision, you know, it's loose, no major issues. And when you treat these, you can pretty much treat these with your regular revision implants. If you have a small little defect or void, you might fill it with some extra cement or do some impaction bone grafting techniques depending on where it is. But these are small. These are small enough that you wouldn't cut excess bone just to fit in a cone or augment or or wedge or sleeve or something like that. So now we move on to type 2. So again, you can have a type 2A or you can have a type 2B. And again, this can be on the femur or tibia. So you'd describe it as a T2A or F2A or T2B or F2B. And what we're talking about for 2As, this is metaphyseal bone damage but of one side, so one femoral condyle or one half of the tibial plateau. And also you start to see some loss of the posterior condyles. So for these, when you're treating these, these you're going to be, again, if it's really small, it's still big enough, but it's still smaller than your smallest augment. You might fill with cement or most likely use an augment. Um, you could use bone graft or bone grafting techniques with impaction grafting. You're going to use some sort of modular things such as like a sleeve or a cone that you'll fit in there. And I think these are become a lot more, you know, common now that they're available. So, you know, back when sleeves and cones weren't there, it was your options were, you know, an augment or cement. And and there's other things. I'll talk about kind of two things at the end that you could use as sort of an alternative to keep in your bag of tricks and things that you can do and use down the road. Maybe you get in there and you're not prepared and, you know, you have a bigger defect than you thought. Um, Now, 2B. So again, T2B or F2B. This is a metaphyseal bone damage of both condyles. So both sides of the femur, medial lateral, both sides of the plateau, medial lateral are involved. And again, depending on the bone, you know, if it's contained, um, you know, you might just fill it with cement, depending on the person, their age, their bone quality, their activity level. Um, more commonly, you know, you're going to put in as opposed to impaction grafting, most likely in this day and age, larger augments, larger car- cones, larger sleeves. Um, Stage three. Stage three is massive bone loss. So femoral three, tibial three, massive bone loss. Large portion of the condyles and plateaus are gone. Um, this can even involve your collaterals and your patellar tendons. That's a big thing that a lot of times you get in there and that anterior tibia is like a shell of bone with just the patellar tendon attached to it. And it's very easy to break it or avulse it off. So we got to be cautious. So these are a bigger deal. These you have to prepare for, you know, maybe you're calling in some bulk allograft, maybe you get some sort of custom implant, but I think for the most part, a lot of times with what is available now as far as revision stuff, you can usually get away with other things. But this is where you're most likely going to be using a sleeve or a cone, having a hinge available because you're not sure about the stability of the collaterals. And if there's a significant amount of bone loss that you're thinking, I don't even know if I can get a hinge in this person, this is when you, you want to back yourself up with a, a DFR and have those available. So, you know, it's really important to kind of know classifications. Um, and I think you know, people are fearful, I think, more of 
the femur and the acetabulum and the hip, I think, than the knee. I think just kind of people think, well, I'll just open it up and see what I got, and I'll just kind of throw some augments and cones. But it is good to have that plan because, again, you don't want to get caught with your pants down and think, oh, I just got a revision. It's a loose implant, and then get in there and find out you needed a hinge or, you know, it was so weak just in retraction you broke something off or getting the implant out you broke it off and now you need a DFR. So, you know, having this thought process really, again, is good as a classification if it helps you diagnose not only the issues, but the treatment, you know, so that's what we're looking for. So, you know, again, two other things, um, little tricks. So it is a great trick to always know that, you know, maybe you have a smaller defect that's not big enough for an augment or a sleeve, um, but it's it's still fairly sizable. You got to do something to protect it. So this is great where you can actually do the rebar technique where you can use screws to put them in there. And this way, when you cement, the cement then bonds to the screws to offer more structural support than just trying to create like a little, you know, wedge or triangle of cement somewhere off the side of say your, like your tibial plateau or even like on one side of your femur, one condyle. It's, it's not big enough for an augment here or there, distal or posterior, but it's still a hole. So you can use a screw and then use that screw and screw head as a way of basically using a rebar technique when you put your cement on to hold that in. The other thing, which I think, you know, was one of those things I was lucky enough to get um, trained in um, with one of my mentors, Dr. Lotke. Um, and you don't really see as much anymore, I think, because of the advent of all of these great, you know, titanium sleeves and cones. I mean, the things that are available now make these massive reconstructions so much easier. But one of the things that we used to do was in patch and grafting, and it really is an art that you have to understand. I mean, you have to have the right pore size of the cancellous chips. You really have to impact the hell out of it to make sure that it's impacted down. But, you know, we used to use the, the wire mesh. So, you know, if you had an uncontained defect, say on the tibial side, what you'd be able to do is, you know, cut and fasten your, your mesh, screw it into the bone that's remaining at the bottom, you know, you know, use your reamer, make your implant, kind of put it in there and then impaction graft around the area and really pound that area down. So now when you cement it, you're hopefully restoring some of that bone stock on that tibial plateau where I think, you know, nowadays, you know, a lot of us get into massive bone loss. You just drop, you know, drop your cone and, you know, you can freshen up the bone if there's still bones still high on one side, build everything off of that. And so it's made lives a whole lot simpler um, due to all these great new tools that you, we have in our armamentarium. Uh, but again, y- you need to be prepared. So if you're not prepared, that's where you're going to get caught with your pants down. And unfortunately, the person that's really going to suffer at the end of the day is your patient. If you give them a less than optimal implant that either fails early prematurely or is unstable and needs another operation. So Again, I'll put this all in the show notes again, but again, type one, minimal bony defect, pretty much fill it with cement or impaction grafting, um, doesn't compromise the stability of your implant. 2A, 2B, metaphyseal bone damage, but 2A is one side, one condyle, one half of the plateau, medial or lateral. 2B is metaphyseal bone damage, but both condyles, both femoral condyles, both sides of the tibial plateau, and three is massive bone loss. Those are the ones you got to be prepared. Collaterals, tibial um, tubercle may be involved, may avulse. You may need allograft. You may need a hinge. You may need a DFR. So um, more information for you, kind of a quick listen before you run into the OR next time you're doing that big uh, knee revision. Um, And again, if you haven't already subscribed, um, please, uh, if you like what you're hearing, leave a review. Until next time, stay safe. You've been listening to the Total Need Tips and Pearls podcast. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Total Need Tips and Pearls podcast. 
make sure that you're subscribed so you'll be notified of future episodes. And please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. Until next time, stay safe.